that was the cover of Unwritten by Natasha Bedingfield, done by our friends Settle Your Scores. Oh, wait, did I say Natasha Bedingfield right? Is that how you say her last I, name? I think. I but think I, so. I feel like I have to Google this. <laughs> Benningfield? Is it Benningfield? I felt really con- Bedding Bedingfield. Yeah. I felt really confident going into it. And then as soon as I said it, I was like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> but guess what? We're not going to redo that. We're just going to leave that right in. That could be a taste for um, everything that is us. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> anyway, if you don't know who us is, this is I'm Not Okay podcast. I'm Stormy. I'm Elena. We are going to have Christian from Settle Your Scores on here with us in just a couple minutes. Um, I had the most emo day today. Yeah, I know. I'm so sorry. No, well. I was only saying that because I dropped my fucking eyeliner down oh, God. <laughs> the bathroom sink. <laughs> but I see where that was misconstrued. Here I am talking about real shit. You're talking about your fucking eyeliner. That's our relationship, really. If one of us is talking about real shit, the other one is like, eh. And it, it switches back and forth. I just, um, the idea of me crying over the bathroom sink after dumping... Not dumping. Okay. So it was like a dip eyeliner. Like yeah. you had to stick a little thing in it. And I dropped the whole vial of it down my bathroom sink. Like down into the drain. So upsetting. And I'm just sitting there with it's my so eyeliner half done. <laughs> just like this is the worst thing that has ever happened to me. <laughs> my sink has one of those little things in it. So like nothing goes down. Like little, th- only little things will go down. So if I drop my stuff in the sink, it just stays there. So, yeah, that is what's supposed to be going on with my sink. But over the course of living here for two years, somehow that thing has disappeared. Oh, fair enough. So we're we're actually missing one in my other bathroom and I lost my lipstick for like a month and I couldn't find it. Come to find out a cat had knocked it off of this thing and like because we have three bathrooms. Well, two and a half bathrooms in this house. So like. But when I'm because and we switched rooms to different. So now I have a different bathroom that has the thing. But before I had a bathroom that didn't have the thing. And I dropped my lipstick down in it. And I couldn't find it for a month. And then I found it finally down there. But it was like stopped. I can't remember how we ended up getting it back out. But um, we got it back out. It was good. And it was all, it was still closed up. And it was perfectly fine. And I still use it, which is probably disgusting. Is but I don't so care. <laughs> it's Kat Von D. And I'm not allowed to buy her shit anymore because she's the worst. So, I'm still going to use it. I have this theory, because I swear when we moved in, it did have the stopper down there. Like, it definitely, it had the stopper that you could lift up, but I think it also had something sitting down in it. And my theory is, I use a lot of acids on my face, and I think maybe the acid just corroded all of the metal and it disappeared. Which is totally not what actually happened. Anything you put on your face (laughs) should not corrode metal. You just (laughs) stared at me like I was the biggest fucking idiot. I'm totally. Because I was trying to figure out how something that you put on your face corrodes metal. I do use a 30% salicylic acid, so it is pretty hefty. Listen, I don't know what that means. It's, um, well, like most people use like a 1 or 2%. I use 30. I'm a swamp goblin. (laughs) I bought face wash at Walmart one time, and that's the kind I use now. I don't know anything about skincare. <laughs> well, if you look at my skin and the quality of it, you'd assume that I just use bleach. So <laughs> there's there's really well, nothing to be said like for these some nice products. Medicated <laughs> stuff that you're supposed to put on your face, like after you wash it. And I don't use it because I don't. It makes my face stingy, and I don't like it. <laughs> so I don't ever use it. That bottle comes in the set, and I don't ever use it. Yes, there's like three bottles in the cabinet right now. So to give you an idea of the face mask that I use, you have to start by leaving it on for one minute, and then taking it off, and then a week later you do two minutes, and then you take it off, and you work your way up to ten minutes, because <laughs> otherwise. That's- if you put it on and leave it on for even five minutes, you're going to burn off your entire face and end up looking like um, like in Mars Attacks when they shoot people in the faces. They just like disintegrate. Yeah, I don't that's, like that at all. That's going to happen. I don't like that at all. I used a face mask twice in a row one time and I didn't realize that I wasn't supposed to do that because <laughs> I don't know how to girl. And um, I my face turned bright red and I freaked out and I called Stephanie and she said, 
well, what did you do? And I said, I don't know. I just did the same thing I did yesterday. And she said, don't do a face mask two days in a row. And I said, nobody told me that was a rule. Dummy. I didn't know that was a rule. Oh, it is now. But it had sparkles in it. <laughs> is this a crappy beauty podcast or is it a, uh, no. a music podcast? This is not a podcast where you teach me how to be a girl. It's a podcast about music. Do you want to talk about new music Let's for talk, the last yeah. two weeks? Two weeks. Look at us. We really are doing this bi-weekly thing, aren't we? <laughs> Apparently. Let's start with the week that came before. Um, so in case you guys missed it, there were a lot of singles that came out that week that I really liked. Rewind by Jet Black, Alley Cat came out. Uh, Group Therapy by Elohim. The Birthday Party by The 1975. Move Me by Bad Flower. Sleeping In by All Time Low. Tangerine by Hot Shell Ray. Yeah, that's right. Hot Shell Ray is putting out music. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. And I am so obsessed. Did I tell you I met them? Yes, Back when you I did. was like 15. I'm pretty sure you have. Oh my god, such honeys. And then... We cannot leave out our uh, friends Planet Mercury because they dropped a single called Death Wish for Living and it's very good. And if you haven't listened to it yet, you need to go listen to it right now and then come back. (laughs) Please listen to the rest of the episode. It's a really good one. (laughs) It is. There were two albums that I really liked. Um, The first one will surprise you. It's Ordinary Man by Ozzy Osbourne. It was really good, first of all. But also there's a song that Post Malone is in, which is also really good. So, go listen to Ozzy's new uh, album. Uh, And then, uh, Coin dropped their album called Dreamland, and it's really good. This week, Grandson dropped their single Peaches. So good. So good. Cover You by The Hunna came out. Okay, I'm obsessed. With The Hunna? Because me too. Yeah, well, I saw them live in September, and, like, I've loved them ever since. Um, I love them. They're really good. I met them, too. But this this song in particular was one of my favorite songs from the last few weeks. It is really good. Uh, Glacier Veins dropped a single called Perception. And then I've got two albums that I want to mention. First of all, our boys from Those Without dropped Neon Minds, their EP that we have been not so patiently awaiting. Uh, and we... Well, you and I were kind of already... We we had it well, already. Well, listen. I was still... <laughs> not, we didn't have it until February, and I was dying. I was like, no! I've ha- I got two songs. I need the other ones. And then they sent us the other ones. <laughs> anyway, it's really good. You also really need to listen to them. Because uh, we had them on... Was Their episode was last time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't listened to that, go back and listen because they are awesome dudes. And, of course, I would be in so much trouble with my own heart if I didn't mention that BTS dropped their new album, Seven, this week. And it's Seven. Perfection. That's my favorite number. That's also how many members are in the band and how many years they've been together. It's my favorite number. There are already fan theories about the first music uh, video, and they're terrifying. So I'm not excited for the next round. I'm I am I'm very excited because it's going to be really good. But also, like the last round of music videos after we figured out what the music videos were all about, made uh, me cry. So because bts does this thing where uh the songs are kind of intertwined and so the music videos are all intertwined and they create this big story of an alternate dimension type situation happening and it's so good um so yeah that's all i got right now i want to say a couple of things yeah first of all i don't think you said that travis barker is featured on the hunters release cover oh i didn't it is and he is very Pretty good. noteworthy. So, yes. um, you an F for that. Listen, it's on there. I didn't. I I wrote this five minutes before we started recording. <laughs> I am really. I'm so immature. <laughs> what I was gonna say is, I'm really disappointed that you didn't mention Noel Gallagher's High Flying Birds releasing no. a new nope, single. Don't care. And then <laughs> I was about to say it's called Come On Outside. And then I remembered 
that episode that we did way back when, when you made me come up with songs that were like secretly sexual, and I said, "Come on, Eileen." <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I forgot about that. Is that episode still even up? I I don't know. I don't know. I feel I, like it was. I, think I don't it think was. It, I think it was after we. St- uh, now we have to figure it out. It's our first episode that is still available. Okay. We haven't. D- Let me come up with a spell. Spa- we haven't played on. that game in forever. I know we should get back to it. It's this. Anyway, no, that's my brother. It was. Oh wait, yeah, <laughs> turned on the wrong episode. Oh, this was the same one where you uh read the bad touch like deadpan. <laughs> <laughs> So you're telling me it's that all this time I've been making milkshakes and that's why none of the boys have been coming to my yard because it's not about milkshakes? No, you need boobs. I have some, but... No, you don't. It, that's true. <laughs> you need more. I have a shirt that says they so. Don't shake. It's not a milkshake. It's just a milk froth. Oh. <laughs> oh. Wait, hold on. Milk froths don't bring the boys to the Dude. Yard. I literally never put that together. I like, about uh, honestly, this I never put like the actual reference part. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I always like I got it. Like, yeah, it's okay. You're shaking your boobs, but it's because your boobs make milk, so that's why you're. Sh- yeah. <laughs> oh look, we learned something today. No, I feel so stupid <laughs> that I just now realized. I 100 percent forgot we'll about that, that whole bit. part out. No, you won't. No, I definitely won't. <laughs> I don't know where come on Eileen was, so I, I don't have that sound bite. <laughs> well, before that, obviously. All right. And the last one I have is uh, the song License to Kill by Mojo Bozo's Electric Circus, uh, who we actually have linked on our Instagram if anybody wants to check them out. I just put a post up, so it should be in our link tree. But they are an Annapolis-based psychedelic rock band that I am newly obsessed with and I am hoping to see soon. So Yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah, I love that song, and I think everybody should check it out, and everybody should love them, because they are great. Anyway. Mm, are you thinking about milkshakes? Yeah, I'm really upset about that. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, do you want to talk about how I almost concussed myself this week? Yeah, did I tell you that I concussed myself last week? Uh, no. I opened a door into my face. Nice. Like, I just didn't move. I just opened a door. Into your face? Into my face. Well, at least mine was yeah. falling. How did you fall? Okay, so I came home on my lunch break because my succulent box had been delivered and it was cold that day. So I didn't want them to like sit outside all day or even long enough for Jason to get home because it was cold. And I was like, I don't know how well they'll do because I know that the greenhouse got hit. And so they're still healing from that. And because they sent me an email about how their greenhouse got hit. And so they had to figure out how to get the anyway point of the story I didn't want them to sit out in the cold so I came home and grabbed them and I had the box in my hands taking it upstairs so that I could because I keep the new ones in the bathroom um just so I remember to water them like I'm supposed to when they're babies and um anyway so I had the box in my hand and I tripped over my own foot and smacked my head on the dresser in the bedroom, trying to get to the bathroom. Fell down, didn't drop the box, but felt like landed on my knees and was immediately dizzy and immediately had a headache. Oh my God. And it was awful. So I didn't go to work. Back to work. You used to mosh? I, girl, yes. <laughs> well, I, okay, I... Kind of. <laughs> I I am too little to be in a mosh pit. But I was next to the mosh pit and I got hit sometimes and I took it like a champ. <laughs> I did headbang a lot more. But then I gave myself whiplash one time and I don't do that again. <laughs> oh my god. I'm going to whiplash you right now. And we're going to turn to the interview. How about that? Sounds good. Alright. This is Christian from Sell Your Scores. Release your inhibitions Feel the rain on your skin No one else can feel it for you Only you can let it in No one else, no one else can speak the words on your lips Trench yourself in words unspoken If you left with songs wide open Today is where your book begins Still unwritten Yeah 
Christian. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing just just fine. I actually just woke up like 30 minutes ago, so it's a good sleep-in day. It's lazy yeah, Sunday. Yeah, no kidding. I had my first sleep-in day today for the first time in weeks, so... I, I was about know. to say, uh, it's probably the first time I've slept in in a really long time, so it's real nice, real nice. So what's had you so busy? Um, I just wake up really early. Um, I go to the gym at like 5.30 in the morning every morning, so... Oh, oh my God, getting... you're one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, used to, I physically I, recoiled when you said that, I can't. <laughs> I used to not be one of those people where I just would sleep in until I had to go to work, like bare minimum, like give myself five minutes to get ready and just like leave. But lately, I've been waking up super early, so I don't know. It's kind of an adjustment. I'm definitely still getting used to it. It's only been a couple of weeks, so yeah. I'm not you know one what? of those not one of those people yet. But I'm on my way. I think. I or wish I could bring it. myself to do it, but uh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. It's awful. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I just want to like set the scene here, find out a little bit about who you are and what you're coming from. So, mid 2000s. What kind of music were you listening to? Mid 2000s, so we're talking like 2005, yeah, let's do 2005 to like 2007, you know, kind of when pop punk started popping up. Okay, so I was, let's see, 2005 was I like, I think I was like 10 or 11. Wait, what, how old you was know, I? You know, we can, we can fast forward <laughs> until you find on your roots. But. Well, 2000, no, 2005 had some really good releases. Um, I was listening to like old Under Oath, They're Only Chasing Safety. I think that came out in 2004, 2005. So I was like super into like kind of, you know, that, that emo sound that was kind of going wild, you know, like Taking Back Sunday and like yeah. Mayday Parade and stuff. But I would say Under Oath was probably my favorite band at the time. I also listened to a lot of Avenged Sevenfold. Like, I was super into, like, oh, me too. like me shreddy too. <laughs> rock. And, like, System of a Down, too. I loved System of a Down in 2005. Definitely. So, just, like, 100% emo kid. Yep, I was. But, I mean, I, I grew up going to Catholic school. So, like, listening to that kind of music, people were like, whoa, do you, like, worship Satan, bro? It was, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, any, no, any sort of Any sort of heavy was looked at as, like, weird. Um, I mean, I listened to, like, you know, like, pop music at the time too but mostly it was like rock like green day as well green day was another big one growing up and blink 182 as well do you remember what kind of ipad you ipad ipod you had back then <laughs> oh man 2005 i mean i know i had i definitely had a touch at one point but i think that was a little later but i definitely also had one of the minis that had the scrolling wheel you know oh like my the God. those were the best i love yeah. those the shuffles right where you had no idea what was there were oh, shuffles. No, no, the, the one with the screen? Yeah, it was the mini. It was like, it had a screen on it. It was a really bright screen and it had like the touch wheel and then like the buttons back when buttons actually existed. Yeah, I think <laughs> I had one of those as well. Yeah, those were really cool. I think mine was <laughs> just like the straight up silver one because that was the one I saw in the commercials. I was like, that is so cool. Like, I yeah. want that. <laughs> oh my God, those commercials. That brings it back. Yeah, the commercial I remember specifically, it was, uh, I don't know if you guys remember Jet, that Are You Gonna Be My Girl song, where yeah, it had, like, oh, yeah. the super pastel backgrounds and, like, the black <laughs> outlines of people. That was, like, when I saw that commercial, I was like, I need this, Mom, please! <laughs> and then whenever you walked in the Apple store for, like, two weeks after that uh, commercial aired, it would have, like, the actors featured on all the home screens. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, my God, I missed that. And how do you feel like your music tastes have changed since then? Are you listening to much of the same bands now or has that like changed drastically? Um, I will always be an under a fanboy, like till I die. They could release the worst albums of all time and I would still love them. Uh, like everyone didn't really like their newest album because they kind of went radio rock. Um, but in terms of, you know, my music taste changing, I definitely, you know, welcomed more styles like you know, back when I was listening to rock as a kid, I, I thought like pop music. I was like, no, that's not that's not edgy enough. Like I was listening to it, <laughs> right. but like on the surface, I was a lot like, you know, guitars are nothing, dude. But now I listen to like pretty much, you know, whatever's good. But I would still say I'm still focused on like rock and like kind of more of that underground, you know, pop punk emo. You know, I listen to a lot of metal as well. Metal's really cool. Um, but yeah, it's definitely changed. I've definitely, you know, welcomed a lot more styles like I'll listen to Drake every once in a while or like Post Malone, like, you know, like more of the mainstream type people. Who would you characterize as your favorite rock artists right now? I mean, does it matter what genre of rock or just No, absolutely general? not. No, just in general. What do you listen to? Um, I listen to, let's see, what have I listened to recently? Polaris just put out a really good album. Oh, yeah. Like a metal band from Australia. Um, 
I still listen to Of Mice and Men religiously. That's like another band back from like the 2010s that was like, they're still kind of relevant today. I listen to them a lot. Um, it really just depends on the day. You know, yeah, that's totally fair enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know it's a daunting question. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of bands though that have, you know, from that era, that 2005 to 2010, they're coming back with like, you know, anniversary tours and stuff. Oh yeah. Um, another band that's like, you know, from that era that's still relevant that I love is Silverstein. Silverstein is sick. Like, they keep releasing, like, even better music, like, each year. It's it's insane, like, how they've stayed relevant. You know, I feel um, like they've kind of fallen off my radar. I really need to check them out again. Their most recent albums are, like, really, really, really good. Um, they're not necessarily that older emo style, like, the post-hardcore, like, with the screams. Like, they, like, still scream and stuff, but it's definitely more radio-friendly. Like, they play on the radio now. It's pretty crazy. Like, a lot of those bands have evolved into that mainstream rock sound, which is, I think it's cool, because I've always liked that sound anyway. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. now they're finally getting, you know, like, like, what's that, what's that word? Like, mainstream success, I guess, in terms of, you know, being on the radio and stuff. Which I love, but then it also kind of hurts because it's like, you know, kids would look at you a weird way if you wore those band shirts back in the day. (laughs) (laughs) Now it's cool. (laughs) Now it's cool. Exactly. No, I'll never hate the evolution. (laughs) So do you think that you kind of draw from those bands as direct inspirations to the music that you're writing? Or are there any other musicians that you feel like would factor into that umbrella? Or do you feel like most of what you're doing is just completely your own? Uh, For my vocal styles... I drew very heavily from, you know, that era, like 2005 to like 2011 was like peak where, you know, there were a lot of really shrill, like pop punk, you know, clean vocals and like really harsh scream vocals. Um, You know, I really, really emulated. I mean, these are like names from back in the day that are not as relevant now, but, you know, like Danny Warsnop and like Austin Carlisle. Um, you know, the front men of Asking Alexandria and of Mice and Men. I really, like, I really wanted to do what Danny did with, you know, the screams and the singing. And then I just really liked Austin's screams. So I kind of tried to emulate them in terms of vocal style. But I don't, I don't really think I sound like them. They're, they're both, like, out of my league in terms of talent. They're insane. I, you're pretty damn talented. I appreciate that. <laughs> but I, I just, I don't know. I think they just kind of set the, set the scene for bands like our band and you know bands in the time so yeah well if it means anything i was listening to your music earlier while i was getting ready and um my boyfriend walked into the room and he's like oh my god they sound so much like yellow card <laughs> that's pretty cool <laughs> which is like an ultimate compliment coming from I, him i love yellow card so that's an <laughs> ultimate co- we were actually my girlfriend and i were just listening to yellow card and i was telling her back in the day when i heard um ocean avenue how I hadn't really heard like strings in a rock song before. And when I heard like that, like in Ocean Avenue, I was like freaking out as a kid. So that's pretty funny that you guys made that comparison. (laughs) (laughs) I was surprised with that coming from him. He's not really like a pop punk person. He's got like five bands that he knows. That's always, it sounds like Yellow Guard. (laughs) It's always cool to be compared to artists that I really like. You know, we're, we're our own worst critics, like our band, you know what I mean? We don't, we don't like to compare ourselves to anybody. We kind of just try to do what we do and then see what people say. Um, I think most, most of the time we get compared to, um, City Lights. I don't know if you guys remember City Lights. Mm -hmm, They were a Columbus mm -hmm. pop punk band. The singer of that band is actually the bassist in Beartooth now. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he he, and that group, they're all, like, really good buddies. um, And they've all been in bands together for, like, years and years. But, yeah, they they formed Beartooth together. Um, And then, who else? We get compared to Four Year Strong a lot, um, just just guitar-wise, because, you know, our guitarist, Ricky, writes a lot of riffs based off of their style. Um, I can definitely see that, yeah. And then another one is Chunk, because we have... We have some chunk no captain chunk sounding breakdowns in some of our songs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, would you prefer playing music nowadays or during a previous punk or pop punk era, even like as long ago as or as recently as uh, the 2010s? Um, or, I guess 2000s. We were just in the 2010s. <laughs> if I mean, what if year we're is gonna, it? If we're gonna talk about like <laughs> bands like ours being relevant in this day and age i would say they'd be we'd be way more relevant in you know like 2005 or 2010 because that was when that style was like blowing up there were bands like us on like the radio you know what i mean yeah. you'd hear you'd hear my chemical romance you'd hear 
the used you'd hear all those you know pop punk and emo bands on pop radio so me personally i would love to like you know have been this age in 2005 or 2010 you know what i mean so i could kind of you know work with the scene i mean the scene now is still really good for you know exposure like spotify and all that stuff gets a lot of underground bands exposure but i think back then is when you could actually really 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 blow up um you know there's lots of bands that do blow up now but not to the degree that they blew up back in like 2005 and 2010 Right. So you actually touched on my next question a little bit, which is, do you think that streaming services and social media are overall helpful or detrimental to the scene? Man, it's really, it's a double-edged sword. Uh, Our band for like our band, we were pretty much nobody until the Spotify algorithm picked up a couple of our songs. You know what I mean? Like we were, we were okay. Like not like super well known or anything, but you know, like the, the underground scene kind of knew who we were when we released our first EP and our album. But once Spotify got a hold of, it was our track, How to Screw Up Your Future and Disappoint Your Loved Ones. Once they got a hold of that, our audience blew up. Like, Spotify definitely helped us out. Um, But the double-edged sword to that is, you know, um, in terms of bands collecting money on their streams, you know, a lot of people complain that Spotify does not pay out artists enough. Um, Oh, absolutely. I personally, I... I agree with that, but in terms of the exposure that it provides bands, it's helped our careers a lot. So, it, like I said, it's a double-edged sword. I don't hate or love Spotify in any particular way. It's just a, it's its own machine, you know what I mean? It's just a part of the industry now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I feel like part of the problem is that there's just so much selection now. It's almost like when you get on Netflix and you can't decide it's insane. what to watch because there's so much in front of you. It's, um, it's it's showing people the amount of bands that are really out there, which there were always that many, but the ones that got attention were the ones that blew up. You know what I mean? Back right, in the day exactly. when Spotify wasn't shoveling bands into your face every day, it looked like a daily mix or like a playlist of whatever. Um, but yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely changed. But, you know, it's one of those things where you, you can't hate it or love it one way or the other. You just got to, it's a part of the industry now. Just you just got to work is, with it. Right. So do you have any advice that you'd give to up and coming bands that are trying to make themselves stand out? I mean, short of making it onto the playlist, which I feel like is really the path that most of the people that we've gotten on here have taken. Is there anything that you feel you all have done that have um, given you a leg up in the industry? I would say the most important thing for up and coming bands is do not sacrifice your music's audio quality for price. If you're going to go record somewhere or if you're going to do DIY. That was one of the things that we all agreed um, not to like take shots at any local bands that, you know, can't afford recording like at a professional studio or getting, you know, good audio quality. But we just agreed, like, if we're going to start a band, we got to come out swinging. You know what I mean? You can't come out. You can't come out with demo quality songs on an EP or an album and expect people to not only just take you seriously, but to enjoy your music. It's just the way people's ears are now. Um, you know, some people do prefer that raw demo quality sound like they they like the raw takes. They like the, you know, kind of like the human aspects of, you know, takes. But I, I would say personally, whenever I hear a band and their audio quality is not good, um, I just I kind of write them off. I know it sounds kind of snobby, but I just I really like good quality music when it comes to like recording quality. So I think that would be something that bands should definitely take into consideration is just make sure just save up your money. You know what I mean? Like don't record that stuff until you're really ready. Just get that good quality sound. And until then really practice it. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I agree 100%. You know, as somebody, we get hundreds of submissions from bands and I get so many where I'm like, this would be so good if it didn't sound like it was recorded in a tin can. Right. And that's that's something you can say to somebody, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And I, I, I'm not going to say like, I don't listen to like, you know, lower quality mute like you know what i mean i'm not like yeah. that snobby but i'm just saying for the generic listener most people will write people off just based on audio quality and they don't even mean to you know what i mean if yeah. you just hear something that was done professionally versus someone that like recorded it in their basement for free there's definitely a there's a gap there in terms of you know playability and listenability yeah no i 100 agree so like i said at the top you're from cincinnati mm-hmm. uh, which is killer for the pop punk scene, uh, both Cincinnati and Columbus. How do you feel like that scene has influenced you as a band? 
Uh, I mean, when we started out, we got nothing but awesome support. There were a lot of bands that, you know, kind of helped us out, put them on some, sh- put us on some shows to kind of, you know, get our audience out there. The other cool thing was, you know, our band started from um, a couple of our members, Ricky, our guitarist and primary songwriter, and then Caleb, our drummer. They actually were in a pretty decently well-known pop punk band from the Cincy scene called Radio Rescue. Um, so they already had some like some clout and like kind of an audience going. So when we actually launched the Settle Your Scores, you know, we already kind of had those claws dug into that fan base. So it was it was actually a pretty easy, you know, launch in terms of the scene. And, you know, the bands that helped us out were um, I don't know if you guys remember Boy Meets World. Oh, yeah. Um, our guitarist was from that band. They hooked us up with a really nice like our first show was a really big show with them. That was really great of them. I, I really appreciate that. Um, one of the members of that band actually owns one of the venues in Cincinnati that a lot of pop punk bands play. It's called Legends Bar and Venue. Um, so, yeah, like you said, the Cincy scene is just really good. There's a lot of bands here that not are just pop punk. There's a lot of other bands. Um, one of my favorites is a metal band called Starless. They're super supportive dudes. They're kind of like a prog rock, like space themed band. You should definitely check oh, that's them out. So cool. Yeah. You said you Starless? Guys, yeah. Starless. Um, I play Overwatch every once in a while with their drummer, Ethan. Um, yeah, they're, they're really good dudes. Some other bands. What else? There's Breakup Lines. They're another great pop punk band. Um, what else? There was Into the Skies. I think they just broke up, though. Friday Giants is another great band. It's it's full of good bands. It's not just pop punk. It's 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 a good rock scene. There's another band called Enemy that just released an album. They're kind of like radio rock. I know I'm just like going off on all these. No, bands. that was. I just. Yeah, it's another I question I all. have for you actually that <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to ask now is uh, if there are local artists that stick out. So yeah, you keep all going if that's what you want to do. Yeah, check them out. They're all so great. Um, if I'm forgetting any, which I probably am, I feel terrible. Um, <laughs> But you yeah, can it's, it's a great email scene. it to us and uh, I'll just voice him over. <laughs> Fix it in post. <laughs> cool. Won't sound the same, buddy. I can try yeah. to impersonate your voice. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. That's fine with me. All right. So you've done a lot of touring in the past few years as well. Are there any other scenes that really stuck out to you? Like, what's your overall favorite city to play in? Oh, that is such a hard question. Sorry. Uh, like, every, every, no. Oh, sorry. My dog is sneezing. I don't know if you heard that. Oh, yeah, that's sorry. Really, really, <laughs> I thought it was stormy for a second. No, it's okay. Um, yeah, he's sneezing on my leg. Um, anyway, oh, man, let's think. Um, some scenes that have been awesome. I mean, I really liked the Chicago scene. Um, for pop punk, they are just incredible. All the bands there and all the fans there are super supportive. So I'll always say Chicago. Um, one scene that's always been really good to us is the Indiana scene. Um, their venue, the Hoosier Dome, is always a really good time to play. It's like a really small room, but they always cram people in there. It's super cool. The Hoosier Dome um, is awesome. Yeah, I love the The Dome is home, I think it's what they say. <laughs> yeah. Um, what else? There's been some really good shows. I've just been like trying to like go through my brain. Um, we had some pretty cool Canada dates with Calling All Captains, um, and We Were Sharks when we toured with them. Um, that was fun. Um, what else? Let's see. Was it, I think Walla Walla, Washington was a really like hidden gem. I don't know if you guys have ever been there. It's this town in the middle of Washington. Um, when we went there, the streets were like empty. It was almost like a ghost town. But when we played there, the show was packed. It was insane. (laughs) Like was, you just accumulated an audience from nowhere. Yeah, it was like all the townspeople like came. It was like a bunch of like punk kids just showed up to the show. It was really cool. Oh, that's so um, neat. Yeah, um, I also really like the Columbus scene. Me personally, I'm actually from Columbus. I live in Cincinnati now, but um, I'm from Columbus, and I've always loved that scene. You know, I've always, I kind of grew up in it. You know, playing shows through it um, in my other bands. So I will always love the Columbus scene as well. So you touched on it a little bit, but who are your favorite bands that you've actually shared a stage with? Oh, man, that's another hard question. Yeah. I love, I, There's got to be so many. All the bands that we've toured with, like, I would consider them homies. So bands like We Were Sharks, Abandoned by Bears, um, Calling All Captains, um, World War Me, all really good dudes. Bands that stuck out that we didn't tour with that, I could just think off the top of my head, there was this band called When We Was Kids. It was probably the most technically insane and like crispy live band I've ever seen. You guys should look them up as well. I am They're adding them so, right now. 
they're <laughs> so freaking good. Um, their singer was our sound guy. Um, I think that was that was also Chicago. Um, when we was kids, they are so freaking good. Like you guys will love them. Awesome. Maybe I'll have to reach out to them after this. Definitely. All right. And then what can we expect from you this coming year? I mean, we're just kind of like dipping our toes into 2020. Right. Anything you're allowed to tell us? Yes, I am definitely allowed. We actually haven't told anyone this yet, but, um, we're actually going to be recording a music video for a new single coming out. Um, it should be recorded in early April and we're going to have some behind the scenes video from it. Oh, Um, sweet. Yeah. It's going to be super cool. I don't want to, you know, reveal the premise of the video just yet, but it's going to be a version of us that you guys would not expect. Um, Oh, now I'm really curious. It's, you know, we're kind of, we're kind of rebranding with this new, we, we have an album that's in the works. That's another thing that we're kind of working on. We have three songs fully recorded, but the full album is still in the works. Um, in the video, it's just going to be kind of like a, a rebrand of not like our exact image, but just kind of like a rework of us. It's going to be fun. There's going to be oh, some awesome. some character acting involved and stuff. It's going to be a new side of us that people haven't seen before. So I'm really excited about oh, it. Oh, I'm super stoked. Is this with the new song that's coming out as well? Or Yep. It's going to be a new single. We're, we're probably going to release the single before the album, maybe a couple other singles after that. So new music is definitely on the way. Like the songs are done. We just need to film the video for that first single. So it should be pretty soon. Awesome. Are you able to tell us what we can expect from the new music? Is it? Yeah, the new music. Um, I will say that, you know, a lot of people classify our band as easy core, kind of like a heavier pop punk. Um, we're kind of dialing it back on the heavy. It's definitely a lot more poppy in certain ways. Um, I, I won't say it's, you know, poppy in the sense of the way bands are doing it now. It's actually more, we're kind of saluting old pop punk. So it's kind of cool that you were asking questions about like 2005. Um, it's kind of that sound actually, like that drive through record sound. Um, oh, that's got me so excited. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, you know, uh, sound wise, I would say it's kind of like simple planish kind of, um, like I said, like drive through records, like older blink, um, like older newfound glory so it's it's definitely it's going to be a change like it's definitely going to have some heavy aspects to it like there's definitely still riffs um but it's 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 not i wouldn't say it's easy core anymore it's definitely more um that 2005 ish to 2010 sounding pop punk yes bring it back we're ready it's (laughs) we're gonna try and kick it off strong so i'm excited about it it's gonna be great awesome (laughs) all right so i've just got a couple of random questions for you that weren't gonna really fit into the uh, conversation that I had outlined there. Cool. So first of all, you shared a better luck tomorrow tattoo. Someone got no. this week. Mm-hmm. Is that like totally surreal to see people? It <laughs> still blows my mind. Um, <laughs> like a couple of people have gotten the squirrel from the wilderness as well. Um, our album art. Uh, I just, whenever I see anyone do anything related to our band, it just makes me really happy. So if someone gets something permanently, you know, stabbed onto their skin that's even cooler you know what yeah. i mean <laughs> that's crazy so yeah i that blows my mind i'm like super thankful for all our fans we have the best fans in the world couldn't yeah. couldn't be happier with that clearly um, i just <laughs> i always think it's so, like it's so neat but also so weird like as somebody that's got plenty of band tattoos i'm always like i don't know if i should cover them when i meet these people like <laughs> <laughs> no i think it's cool or, yeah. no no that's i i mean cool if anything, it's like the ultimate way to show that you're a fan. It's on your body forever. You know what I mean? Like buying yeah. a band shirt's awesome too. Like any support to any band is great. But if you get a tattoo of a band, that means you are a super fan, which is awesome. Like in it for life. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. I'm so happy for you guys. All right. So the next, actually, you know what? Let me get to some of the relevant questions that my friend Sammy sent over. I got to pick and choose. She she wrote so many. <laughs> So she says, what are your views on bands and artists using their platform to talk about or promote certain hot topics or politics? Should they seize the opportunity to start the discussion or just stick with focusing on the music? I mean, me personally, I, I try to keep my, you know, music image out of that kind of stuff just because that's not who I am. Um, I don't consider myself an activist at all, so I don't want to use our music to do that. Um, But there are a lot of bands that, you know, most of their lyric content is related to those issues. So that's I think that's a great thing if they're starting discussions with their art. You know what I mean? Especially if it's for like positive change. Um, One band I can think of in particular is Sharptooth. Um, Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Lauren, Lauren, the vocalist, is very active with, um, you know, like sexual assault victim type uh, discussions. Like that's a lot of their lyric content is based on, you know, that. Um, so I think, you know, bands like that are doing great things for the scene, you know, kind of making people aware of the problems that are that are happening in the world and in the scene itself. So, you know, me personally, I'm I'm not that kind of person. I'm more of a, you know, I'm a little more low key. I'm not more much of an activist, but there's a lot of bands that do it. And it's awesome. So, um, yeah, I think that's a cool thing. Yeah, it definitely takes a certain type because you've got to be willing to divide your audience. Yep, I agree. Um, <laughs> or I guess polarize yourself to your audience. Mm hmm. Um, she also wants to know, how did you come up with your name? Okay. Um, (laughs) we, the way we did it is, so we have five members in our band. Each of us wrote down five cool band names that we thought were cool. Um, and then we added them all to the list and it was 25 names. Then we just narrowed them down and we (laughs) just, yeah, we went down the entire list. I don't remember who came up with settle your scores specifically. I'm pretty sure it was Ricky our guitarists um we were almost called scale your walls that was one of the band names that i came up with i'm kind of glad we didn't go with that that would be very topical now yeah <laughs> oh my god yeah there goes that yeah we would be like an anti-wall band yeah <laughs> that'd be super funny you definitely have to be hit that activism <laughs> and then the last thing she sent me because this was on the uh the uh, question that I posted to our Instagram last night, which of course featured you guys all sitting on a couch, she said, who taught you to sit on a couch because two of you are doing it wrong? <laughs> That's super funny. Um, you're probably talking about Jeff. Jeff is like perched on the couch. He's yep. like in the top left of the photo. <laughs> he was complaining about that the entire time we took that shoot. I'm not even kidding. We we were just like making fun of him the whole time. So that's actually really fun. Yeah. So that we wasn't were, his idea. <laughs> no, no. It was just we were trying to fit everyone and kind of make it um, symmetrical as we could. You know what I mean? It was kind of a smaller couch. Um, well, that's actually it... really funny that Jeff is finally being recognized for his work of perching on couches. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. It reminds me of being in like high school when you'd pile into someone's basement. That's I mean, that's <laughs> a lot. Like, there really wasn't enough room for everybody. <laughs> that's what it felt like. We were definitely really close. Oh, I love it. Know huddled together for warmth but yeah i'm glad jeff will definitely be super stoked that you guys brought that up because he was (laughs) complaining the entire time i'll tell sammy (laughs) she does good usually she just sends me hate mail but she actually contributed this month or this week so (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome for her thanks sammy (laughs) all right so i've got two just totally off the wall random questions for you what is the largest animal that you feel like you could fight with your bare hands (laughs) (laughs) that's a funny question hmm Wow, that's actually, I don't know. It's hard, right? (laughs) I haven't fought many animals with my bare hands. Um, I have a big husky. He's like 80 to 90 pounds. I fight him every day. We play fight. Um, I don't know if I could, you know, fight and kill him. He'd probably end up killing me if we actually ended up fighting. 85 pounds is a lot for a dog. (laughs) I I wouldn't want to kill an animal. I I feel bad if I had to fight and kill an animal. I'd do my best to not kill it um let's see this is like two like this animal is trying to kill you you are okay stuck in a whatever habitat it lives in cool so all right i'm i'm two weeks into the gym so i'm feeling pretty bulked up right now i could probably take you know like a squirrel or a raccoon pretty easy (laughs) and i don't know like definitely totally different was coming (laughs) if we're talking like 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 forest creatures maybe okay so we got like bears definitely not a bear Bears would maul my ass and destroy me. Um, bobcats are kind of small. Maybe I could take a bobcat or like a really small, helpless deer if we're going to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I, I don't want to kill any animals. Like, I feel bad. So hold on. Let me, let me clarify. You're saying like a baby deer. If a baby deer like tried to throw hands, like it was going at me, like trying to kill me and I had to kill it. <laughs> like if Bambi's trying to step, maybe. But I, like I like I said, I I wouldn't want to kill any animals. I'd feel bad. Oh no, I know. I am, I'm like totally vegan, like volunteered at an animal shelter. This question makes me pause sometimes, but it's always yeah, it's always a good, it's always interesting, pretty <laughs> funny to hear the answers. I had a friend that in high school that would always say an ostrich, and I was like, "There's no way you can't know ostrich ostrich. huge, right? And, and they're, they're mean. mean." If we're gonna talk like exotic, and well, what it's like, man. 
I'm thinking like exotic animals now. There could be a lot. Like, I mean, people think, you know, monkeys aren't super dangerous, but that chimpanzee, remember that lady oh, that got attacked yeah. by the chimpanzee? I don't know. I They're feel like crazy. a lot of animals could be a lot more violent than they come off. So I don't know. Yeah, maybe like a sloth? A sloth I'd probably have some agility on. You yeah. know, I could probably take a sloth. You just like kind of curb stomp him and then <laughs> run away real fast. Yeah. Just give him the old curb. Right. <laughs> All right. A little more on topic. Who would be your pop punk zombie battle buddy? If you were to take Ooh. anybody from the scene into a zombie apocalypse. Hmm. That's a really good question. Um, if I had to pick, well, obviously my own bandmates for sure, because we've lived in a van together and been homeless <laughs> together, like, you know, traveling right. the country kind of in an apocalypse style format. So those guys, oh, obviously, that's a good take. we've, we've lived with each other for months at a time. So I trust them. They would trust me. I would take them for sure. But if it had to be someone outside of my own band, hmm. Wow. I would say just based, could it be another band or does that have to be one person? Maybe another band, if that's the way that you want to take it. I would say World War Me, because those dudes, I feel like they'd be good in a zombie <sighs> fight. Oh, I, don't know if you I got... can see it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> their, their singer, Perfect. Steven, seems like he could scrap up with some zombies. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a compliment. Oh, it, it's, a, <laughs> yeah. it's a 110% a compliment. I wouldn't want to fight with someone that I didn't trust, you know what I mean? <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a good one, then. All right, so that's all the questions that I had for you. Would you be willing to just shout out your socials and where everybody can find you? Sure, sure. Um, so the uh, the band stuff. Um, our Instagram is just settle your scores. Um, our Twitter is sys pop punk. Um, you can find us on Facebook by searching settle your scores. Um, our profile picture is that um, notorious photo that you guys were talking about with Jeff perched on the left <laughs> hand of the couch. I'll um, just share it on our socials too after talking. Yeah. <laughs> um my personals um my instagram is sys underscore christian um i don't really use twitter and then facebook it's just my personal page i, I wouldn't really want to give that out but yeah no. those are the socials no, for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> all right well thank you so much for joining us that was a lot of fun we were really looking forward to it oh yeah thank you guys so much for the opportunity i really appreciate it and so does the band sorry they couldn't be here um, all good no but yeah it, i'm super glad you guys asked us to do this it's it's awesome it's been a great time cool all right well we'll be in touch you have a good rest of your day okay you too have a good one bye bye, bye. What do you think is the largest animal that Ronnie Radke could fight? And live? Yeah, like kill with his bare hands. Oh, because I was going to say he he probably would fight a walrus, but I think he'd die. Um, Like a chicken? <laughs> <laughs> Chickens are so easy to kill. Says you. Have you ever played Zelda? Okay. <laughs> The chicken's not the issue in Zelda when you kill it, and you know that. <laughs> the chicken is easy to kill. It's everybody okay, else that gets a whole mad about you. How, how many chickens do you think Ronnie Radke could take? At one time. Yeah. Probably like 20 if there's no roosters. <laughs> I don't think he could take on a rooster and 20 chickens. Are you saying he can't take cock? <laughs> Roosters are mean. Have you ever met a rooster? They're so mean. <laughs> oh, my. Do you want to do our socials? <laughs> sure. So if you guys want to find us after that incredibly awful uh, situation that just happened, um, <laughs> you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at I'm Not Okay Pod. You can find us on Facebook at I'm Not Okay I, I Podcast. And we have a uh, p- 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 p-
a Facebook group called I'm Not Okay Podcast Group. If you want to email us, you can email us at I'm Not Okay Pod at gmail.com and send us uh, stories about a fun show you went to or something crazy that happened at a show. That time you met that guy and he was an asshole. I don't know, whatever. Only first-hand experiences if you're going to talk about asshole stories, though. I, I feel like he might be able to take a medium-sized dog. Maybe one really beefy deer. If its antlers weren't... Well, <laughs> really like, if its ant... Are you putting him as that much stronger than Christian, who said that he could take a baby deer? Listen... Ronnie's Ronnie's crazy. (laughs) Not a okay, not a beefy deer. A like beefy for like a new deer. So like his antlers aren't all the way in, (laughs) but he's still like stocky. You know, this is getting so specific. (laughs) It makes a whole new game if you can like set the parameters. It's like. Yeah, I could, I could definitely fight like a really sick lion. <laughs> oh no, not the ginger. Heard he fuck, fucked an ostrich. What? Yeah, well, I heard it was a sick ostrich. It, it would, it would take at least, at least two other people to fuck an ostrich. Somebody would have to hold it down. Maybe four. Yeah. Well, yes. Yeah, so you need, I would say, two people on the legs. <laughs> And then, like, four people on the neck. <laughs> right? Am I wrong? Okay, we're done with this line of questioning. All right, on that note, I'm going to go fish my eyeliner out of the drain. Have fun with that. I'm going to go probably watch a really cheesy sitcom. All right, sounds good. Catch you next week. And break. Ridiculous. <laughs>